0: You're listening to PK Pods, insights and advice to navigate today's workplace. PK Pods is presented by Pro Knowledge LLC, a professional development training and consulting firm based in upstate New York, and features expertise from performance consultant Elaine Angelo, a human resources professional with over 25 years of experience. Now let's get into today's topic.
1: welcome i'm Kathleen Pingelski, owner of pro knowledge training and consulting and with me is elaine Angela, one of our performance consultants we are at the one year mark of covid 19 and its impact on uh, work environments we thought we would t- talk a little bit about how uh, we've adapted maybe to the virtual world um, to a more isolated work environment some of the ways we can combat some of the adverse, uh, effects. I know, uh, from my perspective, uh, I have, you know, I've always been, uh, out and about and at networking events and business events and client meetings, et cetera. And, uh, you know, the conversion or the transition to a virtual world, uh, has been, um, challenging for me for sure. And, um, you know, I've had zoom fatigue at times for, many days uh, i would have on average between seven and eight zooms and you know by the end i'm i've had it i've had it with the scream time (laughs) i want to see real people i'm sure elaine uh we're hearing a lot of that from our clients and our attendees and i'm sure you've had a similar experience as well
2: Uh, yeah i i definitely have and uh i i know you have uh You know, you've had you have kids at home, uh, Kathleen, uh, during this, you know, high school and college age who have been home for a long period of time. And and that is I have to be honest, that's a struggle that I don't have right now. And I'm really glad that I don't I do not I cannot imagine how people are, especially with younger children, are holding down the fort and getting those kids to focus on school when school is not what it used to be. And it puts a burden. Uh, Frankly, it does. It puts a burden on on the family. It puts a burden, to be honest with you, on women. Uh, There's a lot of research and statistics out there talking about the fact that there's a good percentage of women who have left the workforce uh, solely to take care of kids who are being schooled virtually um and it just got to be kind of a juggling act that they were not interested in doing uh and so we're we're losing uh in some ways our touch our our being in touch with each other uh and the way that we used to do things and so what happens is you end up having to reframe everything Uh, that's the word that i keep using uh, and yes, it has been a challenging year. We immediately a year ago took all of our courses that we used to do in person and we uh, transitioned them over to a virtual world. Um, and, and to be honest with you, there's a lot of clients who really like that. They have people who are spread out all over the place and that works for them really well. Um, but like you just said, there's a little bit of Zoom fatigue and MS Teams fatigue and everything and everything. And that this is how we're meeting. There really aren't those options for, hey, do we wanna do in person or do we wanna do virtual? Most of us are still doing virtual a year later. And um, it's just, it's not the same. You know, you can be engaging. You certainly, I mean, think about podcasts. Nobody's in person, right? Nobody's in person with us right now. Um, you certainly can be engaging and you can talk about important topics and have discussions and all of these virtual tools allow that level of interaction, but um, it's it's tough to replace the in-person. And I mean, you saw what happened this year uh, when we got around to the holidays. We have always had uh, a whole day uh, that we devoted uh, to, we would have a little business meeting up top, right? And then, and then we would go into our... Our holiday celebration, which usually involves some type of activity where we broke our group, uh, our company into uh, teams and we'd have competitions. Sometimes it was a scavenger hunt one year it was the gingerbread house making, Um, you know, we've done many different things, always with a focus on um, giving back to charities right is to that that social you know awareness component to it which is really important um uh to pro knowledge and to micro knowledge our our parent company so what we realized was okay the holidays are coming up and we thought uh, so what are we going to do here we can't ask everybody to come together that will be next to impossible we would have a big like luncheon or we would get you know food catered or something like that what what are we going to do are we just going to not celebrate in a year that really absolutely required celebration. And and we decided that, no, what we would do is we would look at what we normally did and we would substitute. And what can we substitute it with? And so what we ended up doing uh, was we did a scavenger hunt, which we had done like four or five years ago that was really fun. And we thought we can do a scavenger hunt, but people won't be in team. They can be in teams, all right? But they won't be physically in a car together searching for certain types of items. So we still did the breaking out into teams and using a virtual platform, we put them into breakout rooms where they could, and what they had to do is they were given a list of holiday related items that they needed to go out into the community and find right and to take pictures of and then come back together put it into like a powerpoint or a presentation to prove they'd actually found these items so it would be like um you had to find a menorah you had to find um um a wreath on a door you had to find a lit Christmas tree you had. And so it was all of these holiday oriented items that you had to find to take your picture with them and then come back together, create a presentation to prove to the other team. And the first team back, we were given an hour. First team back, all the items found, pictures in a presentation, ready to go, were the winners. We also gave each one of those team members, we sent to them a visa, a visa card right for $20 you know it's not a lot of money but it was enough that we said while you're out looking for those items get yourself some lunch right because we couldn't have it catered we couldn't have everybody be together so go out and grab yourself the lunch of your choice so people did that while they were out we came back and while we were eating we were showing our presentations the the teams were showing the presentations and we did a couple of other online games where people had to go back into their teams and come up with things, uh, you know, different things to do. Uh, we did a cookie instead of a cookie swap in person. We did a cookie recipe swap, which is people submitted their cookie recipes and we compiled them all into uh, one document, a PDF document, and we send it out to everybody, you know. And people said, "Oh, I'm going to try this recipe" or what have you. Um, It wasn't the same, but it was different and it still had all of the components to it. And I'm, I'm really glad that we did that. I have to tell you at that point in the year when nothing else about the holidays was going to be normal, uh, I think it was something we all needed.
1: Yeah. And I think it really made a huge, a big, big difference um, to kind of keep the team together. So as a small business employer I'm con- you know we're all remote so I'm trying to, f- to figure out creative ways to um, recognize and keep us engaged and together and keep everyone safe right you know our number one goal was to have everybody be healthy and safe um, this year and and everything else was secondary and um, you know if that effort, isn't being made by the employer, then, you know, we kind of have to make sure we're taking care of ourselves as individuals, as employees. And I think that's an, an important piece of it. You know, there's two sides of it. The employer can do all they can do to, to get um, the, the well-being of their team in a good place. And then the employee takes a role in that as well. So I think it's a it's a combination of both, and uh, the the holiday um, gathering made a, a big difference to our team for sure. Yeah, it did.
2: So when you think about like when you were talking about um, you know what you thought was important, I. This was something I think that grounded everybody and reminded everybody that even though it was a different kind of year at the holidays, we were going to do something that was still about celebrating the team and and being able to, um, I don't know, to, to reflect and say what was important and what was important. Was the team, and was continuing the the spirit of what we've done every time or every year at this time, um, to be able to say let's have some se- sense of normalcy because the stressors that I think we've all encountered um, this year have have been incredible. I mean, we talk about our kids who are some of us who have kids. I'm glad my son is out of the uh, out of the house for so many different reasons, but uh, he's out of the house. I don't have to worry about his education. I don't have to worry about keeping him focused and, and, you know, organized to continue with his studies or homework or anything. Um, but I had my parents and they don't live with me, but my parents are in their 80s. I have an aunt who's in her 80s and I didn't want them in the grocery store. So I was doing their grocery shopping. Uh, You know, it's funny. You do not know what people like to eat until you have gotten their grocery list. It was kind of interesting, very insightful. And um, my aunt has a thing for Oreos. That's all I'll say. Um, she had liked all the different different flavors, you know, and she liked two or three. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. Uh, but I was doing their grocery shopping. My son lost his job uh, for quite a while. Uh, he was uh, in retail, but not in an essential retail job. So he lost his job and I was trying to help him out. And I would pick up groceries for him as well. And now I'm dropping these groceries off, you know, here while I'm working during the, during the week, I'm trying to do all of these things. You're worried about people's health, um, you know, trying to keep them as, as healthy as possible and out of situations that could endanger them. Um, you know, my husband in September, my husband uh, lost his job. Uh, and is still searching, still looking for a job and um, in, a, in a climate and in a work climate, a business climate that is not easy to be uh, looking for a job right now. Um, you know, and so you have all these stressors coming at you. Plus, God help you if you turned on the news, or you were listening to, um, you know, you were on social media or whatever. It's been a rough year. There's been a lot of things going on uh, politically, socially, you know, from a civil rights standpoint that are going on, that are really disturbing to watch, to be involved in, uh, et cetera. And all of these take a toll. Uh, They absolutely do. And then you're supposed to sit down every day and go to work, right, and to focus and be devoted to continuing work and with the same focus that you've always applied to work and being just as productive. You don't want to show your employer that, you know, that any of this is having an impact on your productivity, et cetera. And and I've come to see that there are some things you have to watch out for, some things that I've, you know, I have personally felt uh, at different points, Um, But I think you need to be careful about a few things. One is, what's your motivation level? Are you having, uh, are you finding yourself going to bed earlier? Okay, Uh, just because you're exhausted. Mental exhaustion really is what we're talking about. Emotional exhaustion. Going to bed earlier, but having a really tough time getting out of bed in the morning. And it's not uh, because you can't, it's because you don't want to. Right. It's like I don't it's a it's a mental thing that says I don't want to start the day. So you find yourself hitting that snooze bar more and more and more. And the next thing you know, you're scrambling because you realized you let it go too far and you still have to get breakfast for the family and you got to walk the dog and you've got and there's all these things, but you're finding you're having a tough time getting started in the morning. Right. Uh, You're procrastinating. You're pushing things off. It's it's a a reality you just don't want to face again. And that Groundhog Day effect, I think, is something we've all felt is it's the same day over and over and over again. There's not a lot to look forward to some of those activities or things that we would normally go to, whether it was kids sporting events that we would go to or whether it was certain vacations holidays, all of these things that we look forward to, that we say to ourselves, I'm working hard, but this weekend we're doing blank, going to the movies. I mean, it's just something simple. It wasn't there anymore. And, and so it's that being a lack of motivation is something you should be watching out for in yourself, is noticing that this is a sign to yourself that, uh, that this is taking a toll. Um, in terms of your work, it's making more errors. It is missing deadlines. It is, especially if you're someone who's extremely organized and is, has a strong attention to detail that you're suddenly noticing you're forgetting things. You're, you're having a tough time, um, you know, remembering certain things and that's creating errors or missing deadlines. That would be a huge, I'm somebody who's very organized. That That is always gonna be a big call out to me when I start making mistakes or I forgot a client meeting or something like that. And and so that's a call out. Uh, And then the last one, which I think, you know, everybody jokes about it. I have a friend who is a fitness instructor, but the gym was closed for the last year. She hasn't been, she calls it her her COVID jiggle. Uh, And I'll believe it when I see it, to be perfectly honest. I don't believe she actually has it. She's very, very fit. Um, But she says, I've been cooking more and i've been eating more and i i walk she goes but it's not the same thing as being in the gym with the weights and whatever and so self medication in whatever form that takes is something that we all need to be on the lookout for as well and and i think the obvious one people think about is alcohol or drugs um, but also, if you're having trouble sleeping, which is a, a, a hallmark sign of, of distraction, stress, anxiety, is that you are taking something to get you to sleep at night, even though it might be something over the counter, um, that you, you're you finding that you're taking that most nights of the week than not, right? Right. Um, It is, or relying more on a prescription you do have uh, that you have legally uh, that, but you're taking more of it. And uh, depending on what it's for, Uh, and it is the overeating. I'm gonna put it out there. It is porn, Uh, it it could be that. uh, You may not be having the physical contact that you'd like to have. uh, So there's more of a reliance on that. Online gambling, it it goes on and on. It's an excess of anything that is more than what you would have done in the past. Or you're finding out it becomes a regular part of your day. You you relax more when you do <clears throat> when you do blank right, um, and so you find that it has become a part of your pattern or part of your routine every day when it never was before. Which is saying to you that you're relying on it more, right? Relying on it more to um, to break up the day, if you will, to break up the monotony and maybe to address your anxiety, right? so think about uh, those things that we've talked about uh, that i'm talking about in terms of what are some of your watch outs what are those things that you yeah that you realize you have um probably inserted into your daily routine that maybe aren't so good for you but that fit the bill right now Uh, whether that's anxiety or concern for others or keeping people safe and just all of the stress that is happening right now what are some of those things that you could do to stop yourself in the moment and say okay what else could i be doing instead of doing this can i do that um and one of those things and they there's a lot of research out in the last year saying that adults are working anywhere from 45 to 60 minutes extra a day than they used to Mm
1: -hmm. which is i believe that
2: oh yeah oh i'm sure you can relate to that right It, it you're in your home and you're working so you Nothing don't have anything else to do. That's right, plus you don't have a commute. So there's no commute anymore. So I'm sitting here and yeah, it's the end of the day and it's maybe it's five, 5.30 when I normally would have left wherever I was or if I was at a client event, uh, I would have left and I would have driven back to my home. Well, I'm doing all our client events virtually now. They're all webinars or virtual classrooms. So now all of a sudden I, I have no travel time So I'll say to myself, oh, I'll just get this next thing in, right? But the next thing takes a half an hour. So I'm going beyond my end day. So what can you do? Is it setting an alarm? Is it setting an alarm that is so loud in your household that everyone in the family hears it and they come to you and say, you know, dad, mom, it's time to stop, right? Um, You know, let's do whatever. And maybe there's some, it's, it's time to start prepping dinner, Whatever that might or it's time to take the dog for a walk. It's our end of the day walk before dinner, whatever it is, try to take some of the things that are harmful to you that have become part of your routine and try to replace them with things that are more beneficial to you to create a different routine. Um, And and that's part of I've started walking. I used to go to the gym every day. I don't anymore. Uh, so I started walking. You know, then I found an online um, instructor who did weights and whatever that I really uh, responded to, and now I'm doing that along with walking. You know, it, it's it's trying to replace those things that are harmful to you, and not having a set boundary between the end of your workday and the beginning of your your after work life. Uh, is really important because you can continue to just add minutes and hours to that every single day. And the next thing you know, it's, uh, it's gotten away from you. And that is adding stress as well to our lives.
1: I found Um, it helpful, Elaine, to um, tell somebody in my family that I have a hard stop at six o'clock or whatever it is. And as soon as I say it out, then they hold me accountable and say "It's six o'clock you said you're going to be done for the day okay i'm done and i and i pack it up so it's um you know saying a task will take as long as you give it Mm -hmm. so if i have no end stop time it just goes on forever and ever and ever but if i give myself a hard stop then i work towards getting it done within that time parameter
2: yeah and and another thing you can do too kathleen is to schedule If you are a person who wants to take a walk, take that walk around the same time every day and schedule it into your calendar and i don't mean your personal calendar i mean your work calendar so that someone doesn't invite you to a meeting you know right on the you know there's a lot of on the spot spontaneous meetings right now because we can't lean over the cubicle and yell something to somebody right so they'll they'll look at your calendar or they'll see that you're on on like ms teams or whatever and they'll see that your status is that you're you know you're online you're working you're active and so they'll reach out and go, can we do a quick meeting? Well, if you want to take that walk every day or you want to work out at a specific time or you want to have lunch with your family who is also working from home or going to school from home, then you need to schedule that in your work calendar and set aside that time. And that is also making a commitment to that time uh, as well. And, and people you work with will get to know that that is a time that is off, you know, off limits to them, right? It's your time, Um there's all sorts of meditation apps out there. I strongly, strongly recommend them. Everything from like, you know, they have the calm and headspace. There's a really good one called breathe to relax, which is the word breathe, and then the number two, and then the word relax, um, which is strictly devoted to just breathing exercises. It is amazing how just going through some breathing exercises can, can add some calmness and create a, a, you know, Uh, a level of, okay, I'm under control here. And I've stopped thinking about what I was thinking about maybe that was causing that anxiety. Um, I do a lot of, you know, breaks, or even if I would have gone out for a coffee in the morning with someone, why can't I still continue to do that? Again, I'd schedule it just a 15 minute and I schedule it with who I would have gone with, right? And and so at that 15 minute thing, it comes up for them, it pops up for me, I grab my cup of coffee, we chat a little bit, and then we go back to work. And I think in a, in a world where we are feeling isolated, it's those little breakups in the days that remind us of some normalcy. Nope, we don't get to see each other, but I can see them virtually. We're having our coffee, we're catching up, And I don't even want it to be work related. I just want it to be, how are you doing? Checking in, you know, just what we would have done if we were having our coffee together, if we walked out to a, you know, to a a coffee place. So I think that's really important. We
1: we started, Elaine, was a a Friday lunch in the break room. Yeah. So Friday, you could just at 12 o'clock, you can hop into Microsoft Teams and whoever's there. Sometimes there's only one person. in the break room and other times there's three people and you just chat about personal things or the week or whatever it is so it's an opportunity to have those informal just like if we were in our physical space we might be sitting in the break room having lunch having those conversations we've you know replicated it in the virtual world which is a a nice opportunity
2: yeah well I think a lot of people are doing it personally too and I recommend that as well Uh, those things I said, we used to look forward to. Okay. So I can't go to the movies with, I'm a movie person. I can't go to the movies right now with my friends. Um, So I'll reach out to them and I'll say, Hey, I'm going to watch such and such on Netflix this weekend. Let's watch it together. Right. And then we'll talk about it, (laughs) you know, and and whether you use a virtual platform or your phone, whatever it is, is that you're still continuing to do some of these things uh, that you're taking virtual walks. I might be walking here. They may be walking in their neighborhood wherever that is but we've got our phones and we're talking to each other while we walk we have to continue to do and keep some of those normal things going even if they can't be in person because they are offsetting um, the other stuff that's stressing us out frankly and i think we need to consider uh, we talk about social distancing let's talk about emotional distancing I don't want to be around, maybe I could put up or tolerate with some of my friends who were really negative based or, or what have you, I can't now I can't take anything more negative than what's been going on in the world. Um, I also I have really, really reduced the amount of time I was a news junkie, I have drastically reduced the amount of time I am spending, uh, you know, watching things, uh, checking on the news and so forth. I, I realized what that was doing to my psyche. Uh, It wasn't putting me in a good frame of mind. It certainly wasn't putting me in a productive frame of mind uh, for work. Um, And I'm looking at different things. I've done a couple puzzles. I never did puzzles. Uh, You know, there's just certain things that I am willing to try right now. And I think one thing that takes us out of our own head and our own lives and our own anxiety uh, is to volunteer. And That might be something as simple as writing a check. It might be something about working for a food bank and helping people load food into the back of their cars. And as long as it's done safely, which all of the food banks are doing, they're employing all of the protocols they need to keep people safe. Sometimes when I know I'm doing something for someone else that is helping someone in a worse situation than mine, that it takes me out of my own head. It reminds me there are other people out there going through things worse than me being isolated. And I'm not putting that down for me. I'm not saying that isn't important. My psyche is very important to me, but I I always wanna be reminded that I could do something for somebody else. And so volunteering, especially even bringing in family members to that and letting your kids uh, see what it's like to know that they can help somebody else who might have it worse than them. And then I also think that a lot of companies, if they didn't have them, they have them now. I've been very impressed with some of our clients and some of the internal professional resources they have been supplying. Uh, Not just the basics, which are like EAP programs, right? Employee assistance programs where you can confidentially uh, have free, uh, you know, um, counseling sessions and so forth. I highly, highly recommend those. We need to take the stigma away from people saying, you know, emotionally, I'm not doing so well. And, and provide those services, but it's also things like I, I have clients who are providing uh, yoga, chair yoga, chair stretch sessions, um, you know, just links to YouTube things and whatever, or they're employing someone to come in and, and record those types of events uh, and sessions for their employees, whatever it is. And once again, when I do that, I'm going to plug it into my calendar. The way to make a commitment is to say, I need to plug this in. And I don't think anybody's going to look at you and say to you, hey, uh, what's this half hour you have every morning from 830 to nine and and say, that's when I blank. That's when I work out. Okay. well, shouldn't you be working? Well, if I would have spent a half hour commuting, I'm going to plug this in. This is important to me. This will make me a better employee. And I don't think there's too many organizations out there uh, who are going to fight against that. They want you to be productive when you're supposed to be productive, but that means sometimes in this world, implementing other things and really making a commitment and scheduling them uh, scheduling them in. I think as managers, we all need to recognize that mental health uh, is just as important as the physical health of our employees. And that is what we need to be watching out for uh, in this environment that we find ourselves in.
1: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as we wrap up here, Elaine, I think it's um, we've all learned that if we're not healthy and taking good self-care and in a good place for ourselves, we're not there for other people. Our families, exactly. our friends, our coworkers, our employer. And, and you know, it's important to kind of recognize and identify that, you um, I, something needs to change, whatever that is, right? And and for everybody, it's a little bit different. Um, So I think, you know, all of those things to be aware of that you uh, outlined are really helpful and, you know, just kind of being proactive in that um, process. Um, So if you are interested in submitting a question about today's topic, you know, on on, uh, self-care for remote working, I don't think it's going away. You can visit our uh, website, which is pro knowledge training forward slash PK pods. And um, Elaine's contact information is there. She is, her email is eangelo at training.com and she's happy to answer any questions that you may have on this particular topic. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts. Uh, we have lots of relevant topics uh, covering issues and um, dynamic things that, that are occurring in the workplace. We're all learning at the speed of need, and we will talk to you soon.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of PK Pods, presented by Pro Knowledge LLC. You can submit any follow-up questions you may have by visiting ProKnowledgeTraining.com forward slash PK Pods and connect with ProKnowledge on LinkedIn and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. Until next time, we hope you continue to learn at the speed of need. This podcast is informational only and does not constitute legal advice please consult with legal counsel or your organization's Human Resources Department for guidance or further interpretation of any law, regulation, or policy.